0: Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
1: Celtic finally get back to winning ways against Livingston this afternoon after a a bumpy couple of weeks and in the end it was a fairly comfortable result, 2-0 at Celtic Park. This is Tino with the final whistle show, joined here by James. James, your initial response to today's win.
2: Just the main thing was to get the win, Um, but I thought the football was was good in parts as well, they've they've shown what they can do as a team, so just a a really positive outcome um, considering where this could have gone and... What Livy brought to the to the table today it was really the best teams in the world struggle to play against that, a six and a four. That is tough. So there's a lot of kind of people sniping this player and then that player. It's almost impossible. So to get the two goals and you know, quick in the second half as well, you know, really positive. So it sets us up. You know, we needed to win these next four games, as we're saying there's a first.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a reason why Livy are bottom of the barrel, but Celtic, just, they had to do what they had to do to break them down and it was a frustrating, frustrating first half. Celtic have created opportunities, which is the main thing. But I don't know. You tell me how you felt going into half time. Did you feel it was going to be one of those days?
2: No, I didn't. I didn't because the the chance creation was there, and that's really what's been lacking. You know, we could have been three up by half time, no bother. It was just breaking the ball stuff, and as long as you kept your belief, your confidence, your tempo, I was pretty confident it would, it would come in the second half. Not to say I wasn't frustrated at half time. Um, I was, particularly the last 15, 20 minutes, the first half, I thought they dropped off and they felt, you know, frustrated themselves. And that's not, that's not allowable. You know, you can't get frustrated. You just got to keep going to the the well and keep putting the chances in. So um, lessons to be learned. In fact, Roger mentioned that in his press conference as well. So I'm sure they'll be getting imposed upon the players and pressed upon the players this coming week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pre-match you've called uh, five now. Do you want to cover that just now or do you want to wait till later on the piece? When do you want to do that?
2: No, there to finish them, but the chances were there. Could have been six, seven. <laughs> it, it should have been five on principle. Is that what you're saying? Um it's a virtual
1: five nil, yes. A virtual five now. Paddy said four now, you said five nil. I said Celtic by a couple of goals. Um, just saying, but actually in the bigger picture, on the balance of play. It should have been 3-4-5, to be honest with you. and You're absolutely right. You know, I'm watching the game at times, and for the most part, Levy have adopted the Craig Levine 6-4-0 formation. On other occasions, yeah. it was 5-4-1 with Joel Nibley up top. Do you know what? Paddy's obviously highlighted it, and various different fans have seen in reasons. Levy set up to centre. They they put it back to their, their centre midfielder, who just booms it to Joel nibley who's massive, by the way. I don't know what he is. He's a about 6'6", by the looks of it. But they boom up to Joel Nubly, who's deliberately taken up position to Greg Taylor. And what Celtic are doing to counter it, and you can watch this back, Liam Scales is almost on Greg Taylor's toes. hes He knows it's coming. They've clearly prepared for it. They know that teams are doing it against us now. And Liam Scales is almost a, a spare left back at the time, just going over to support. And on various occasions in the first half, You've seen Liam Scales and Greg Taylor doubling up against Nibley because because that's all that Levy had. That's all they offered all game for the most part. But it's quite a bizarre setup. This is a top flight of Scottish football, and that's all they've got to offer. And Celtic, because of Greg Taylor's lack of physicality as well, are having to counter that by pushing two guys across. It doesn't make for pretty football, does it?
2: No, and it was you know it was one of the ugliest games of football you're, you're likely to see. But you know. I'm David Martin, like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, there's not a lot of weaknesses in terms of, you know, squad to squad, mm-hmm. but they can pick on that one, and they had, and it's all very well, skills going and doubling up and stuff like that, but that leaves gaps elsewhere. So, you know, a, a better team can punish you there. So we all know the work that needs to be done in January and it should have been done in the summer there. So that can't be something we have to rely on going forward. But yeah, it, it is what it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough.
1: I've got San Fran Celtic in the comments. James picking me up. He on beat me too. To yeah. I didn't want to embarrass you in front of the fans, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, I did say 3 1, but I also did say Celtic to win by a couple of goals, so I'll be selective on it. What I did say very genuinely was I would take any sort of win because that's where Celtic were at, James. A uh, couple of bad results there between Rugby Park uh, and Hearts at Celtic Park last week, and we had to get back to winning ways, and we're done. So let's take it back to the start uh, and the team lineup, and I think. I think we just about called this uh, myself, you, and Paddy, done the pre match. And it's probably the 11 at the moment by default. There's not a great deal of competition in the Celtic team at this moment in time. And um, with Maeda coming back from injury and Iwata still being out, I think a lot of folk would have taken a shot at being Bernardo, the third man in midfield, and Maeda, the third man up top. And and that's how it played out. Were you happy enough with the lineup, up, or is it, is it
2: still a bit light for you? The bench was very light. I thought Bernardo was okay. He was like a steady six. You know, he, he works fairly hard off the ball. Um, didn't do anything wildly incisive. You know, it, it wasn't great, it wasn't terrible. It was very a, a very middling performance. So I'd say he's he's winning the race with two guys that can't run behind him. Um Turnbull came on and frustrated. Um, could have a, a goal if he'd gambled on Taylor's ball towards the end. <laughs> Um, So I thought, aye, Bernardo was okay. We called the team spot on, apart from Paddy, who was opting for no right wing at all. Um, But Maida got that spot, and that was an interesting performance.
1: Yeah, a lot of folk are giving leeway to Dyson Maida because he's been out injured. But I think that can only cover you for so much of it. Um, There was times, you'll know the one, there was a few occasions in the first half, but there was the one where he... He ran the ball right into the goalie's arms. You know, we, we broke fairly well. It was a good break. Whoever's found him, maybe Matt O'Reilly finds him in space out on the right hand side. You're thinking, okay, let's, if I go to the left back, let's stand him up. And he just took one touch too many. He was never fully in control. And they ran at the goalie. And listen, I'm Slayton Levy because because of some of their nonsense uh, in top flight Scottish football. That's nonsense for Maida. Maida's got some moments of brilliance and moments of madness. This is what we've spoken about often. He's, he's, he's everything all rolled into one game. But some of that was just really, really frustrating, given that we're looking for a spark, just now looking for something or someone to give us a lift, and Maeda wasn't the man for that, today.
2: No. No, um, and I think Livy realised that. All, all their focus was going on to kind of crowding out Palmer and Taylor on the left, because they knew that the right was fairly ineffective for us. Um, I, I will give him most cover. I think he's been rushed back. We discussed it in the weekly show. Um you know, I, I said I'd, I'd rather be rushed guys back that are better quality, but the risk is they're just not ready. But the reason that we're doing that, we're even having to address that dilemma is we don't have the, the squad cover, don't have the backup, just don't have the depth. So you you wouldn't have, my idea there, you'd have him coming on maybe last 15, last 20, half an hour tops as he's building his way in. But I think they're keen to get a match fit for next Saturday. Um, and there's debate going on, and there's, you know, fair debate that his best role in that game is to pin Tavernier in and that nullifies much of what Rangers do but then you're taking Palmer out of the team who had a middling game himself but he's your threat from the left Maida's not going to be the attacking threat so it's one for a a wider discussion but yeah I I think coming back from injury I'm going to give him a pass today but it was not good
1: Yeah I I think there's no doubt if Maida and Palmer will be your starting wingers next Saturday they might Switch over at different times. He might start with uh Maed in on the left and Palma on the right, and then switch it up depending on how the game's going. Because because Barisic on the other side is one of Rangers' threats in terms of what he brings going forward. Um, but listen, let's let's worry about all of that uh, at some point next week. And um, to touch on Paulo Bernardo that you mentioned, I thought he was perfectly fine as well. I thought he showed some nice touches. He's got an elegance about him. He's clearly a quite a silky player. You know, he can play ball and all that stuff, but. My challenge to him or anybody that gets the nod in the third midfield position is you need to have more of an impact. You can't come in and coast. You can't come in and just do okay. What did you give him six out of ten? That's not enough. He needs to come in and Absolutely. be insisting an or or be the enforcer on midfield or be the link up. And I don't know. I'd like to see more from whoever gets that nod.
2: That is it. You know, that's such a key position for us. You can't be thrown in six out of ten performances. You're the person that needs to be feeding. Um, the attackers and you know driving things, he, he was good at his his pressing play and that you know made sure we won the ball back quick and it you know, was there for skills and CCV to mop up and stuff. So you know he's he's I think this is the issue is he's a development player and he's learning game by game. He's learning on the job, so you're not going to get much more than that. But a development player shouldn't be a first uh, eleven starter. That is the issue. So I'm again like I I'm not going to. Jump on his back. Um, my worry with him is I'm not really seeing enough from him to warrant any more than his current deal. I'm not seeing anyone clamouring. It wasn't like Jotun CCV. We were saying, you know, panic, can we get these guys permanent? It's not like that for Bernardo. Much of that is down to game time, but then the game time he has, he really needs to shine. And we're not really seeing that, you know, excellence. So a lot of work for him to do to to remain a Celtic player. Yeah, you've got to question whether there's value in paying
1: the rumoured million maybe for Bernardo. No-brainer for jaw no-brainer for Catter Vickers. Less so with this fella. And if Celtic are looking at their budgets in the summer and they've got some key areas to strengthen, you've got to debate whether taking Bernardo at, at that kind of price is, is the right move. He might blow us away in the closing half of the season, but we'll need to wait and see. Um, Individuals aside, what did you think of the the approach in the first half? I thought it was quite a bright start. Um, I think there was a bit of optimism in there, a bit of hope. Green Brigade obviously back in in situ and, you know, making plenty of noise and and being very positive. And I thought Celtic started well, but I also think that anxiety started to creep in fairly early, maybe 15 to 20 minutes in. You were starting to get those feelings that we weren't doing enough to break Levy down.
2: But we were, you know, there was... Two or three chances, goal line stuff, O'Reilly, Kyogo, Maeda had one or two, uh, Bernardo had one. You know, what? if you're not creating the chances, fine, hit the panic button. But when you're creating the chances, it's just a matter of finishing. And you've got good finishers in there. It's not like you're playing with a turkey up top. Then the, the goals will come. But there's no doubt, yeah, the, the anxiety did creep in. But you'd have to ask the players to ask themselves why that creeps in. If you're showing that you can get in behind the team that's playing really, really low block, and you're only level at 0 because you've you know, missed a couple of easy chances, then just keep doing what you're doing. You know There is work to be done on the mentality of the Celtic team, not for all because a lot of them shouldn't be there and won't be there long term. But to get us through to the end of the season and win this league, and what a league it will be to win, by the way, we've got to have their mentality spot on. Yeah, uh, I noted your festive reference there saying we're not playing a turkey up
1: top. Very clever, James, slotting that in at this, this time is, of year. No. Indeed. Um, the the rare chances. You're absolutely right, and we were just. I actually thought it like we're slow to react to a couple of things yeah, You know, you're right. We got in the back a couple of times. There was some nice play. Kyogo and Greg Taylor at different times have done well, like the ball across face a goal. Uh Maeda's. I suppose he's unlucky. He's come in. Maybe he should have made contact. Different things, but it was one the goalie spilled. For example, the the was it Palmer's free kick, but the goalie spilled one. And see on a day like today, swirling wind and rain, horrific conditions for any goalkeeper, you've maybe got to be a wee bit more sharp and anticipating that he's probably going to drop that one and try and get in there quick. And I don't think we're quick enough to react at certain times.
2: No, um, I think there could be a wee bit more acuteness about the play, just being a wee bit more aware of of the of the whole situation. Like you say, the conditions were a massive factor. Go had a great game, have to say, kept them in it. Um, but there's, there's that one um, there's the one that gets taken away from by his toe, uh, there's one that made us kind of through and goal and he, he just has a fairly tame shot and doesn't really go anywhere um, yeah they've just got to be more clinical but where we're at now is getting back to what we can be so there's going to be rustiness within that as, as you know, players find themselves going through the gears and get back to the top level so I wasn't expecting as much as was napping five 0 I wasn't expecting it to be the, you know, absolute fast flowing football of old because just you're playing levy, you're playing conditions, you get players coming back from low confidence. So all that put together, the result is, yeah, something you've got to be happy with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think over the piece most folk are. Um what about halftime? So how are you feeling there was no I wasn't in despair at halftime, but you're thinking we, we could and should be one or two goals up. We're not. There's still a, a feeling that the team are lacking a bit of confidence and I, I think most thought the goals would come and obviously they've come very quickly in the second half and we'll get to that just shortly. But I don't know, was, was any anxiety in your partner at time? Did you think it was you know going to be a struggle?
2: The, the, the struggle I have is it's not happening for Dyson and I thought he should have been hooked at halftime. But then James, he came on and showed you why he shouldn't be on for a full 45. Um, Yang came on and showed you where he should, he should only be getting 15, 20 minutes here and there as a, as a development player. So Rodgers is looking at his bench there and going, I want to take Dyson off, but what have I got? Sorry, but Mikey's not going to be the answer there. Mikey's just so so far out of the picture. Um, so in, in the end, Dyson stays on longer than he should have. Um, good to get extra minutes in his legs, but it was also meaning you get nothing down the right as long as Dyson's on the pitch. So and that, that's how it transpired. Then James comes on and does a very... Jamesy, 2023 performance, nice and steady, nice and steady, nothing dramatic. So, yeah, I didn't really have any great anxiety or fears at halftime. I was just thinking there's there's a real weakness in the team that needs changing and we can't really change it. I would have changed it anyway, but Jamesy showed us what we would have got if I had done.
1: Yeah, just in terms of Dyson Maida, I think it was clear that he was flagging a bit. You could see the kind of fatigue in him and he's... He's a guy that's all the energy. It must be a nightmare to market times, particularly you know when he's in full flow. But there was a couple of times where Alistair Johnson's tried to play that curling ball down the right-hand channel, and it's a ball that Johnson's good at. He's got it in his locker. He's yeah. done it several times now for Celtic, you know, big area to play into. And Maeda just wasn't quite getting to it quickly enough. You know, he would usually be lightning quick and getting onto it in the first place, and then you know getting himself down to the byline and whatever happens beyond that. That's the Dyson lottery, isn't it? Whether he gets into the box or not. But he was certainly you know known for getting on the end of it. Not so much today. He definitely tired. And yeah, Celtic had to make a change. And and what you've got in terms of the wingers just now, James, is just real inconsistency. We know that in spells, Palmer, you know, is certainly capable. Yang showed in spells when he came on that he's got it and in, in bits and bobs. Mikey Johnson less so at this moment in time, James Forrest less so. Um, but what Celtic don't have it is a couple of wingers, two wingers that they can rely on to be consistent. We don't have consistency from the wide guys. I think you're spot on about James Forrest. I like James Forrest. Good guy, good professional. But he's so safe in his play at this moment in time. I want wingers to take risks. And we can go back and yearn for the the days of Ange. But Ange wanted players to take risks and take chances, particularly in the final third. And what you get with James Forrest is he receives the ball, you know, out by the, the touchline takes a couple of touches, stands up the defender and knocks it back and then knocks it back inside. He's very unwilling to get to the byline and one or two occasions he tried and I think, I think he won a couple of corners, but he lacked a he lacked a bit of the, the urgency and the intensity that you'd want. Whereas, and you need to give it credit because he's, he's had a hard time recently, I thought Yang came on and, and tried to make things happen, but what do you make of it in general? Are you seeing the same inconsistencies that I'm seeing?
2: Absolutely. Um, but I would say there's inconsistencies in both players, you know, things that Yang can do, Jamesy can't, things that Jamesy can do, Yang can't. Um and that's that's your transfer activity right there. Um I feel it's kind of even unfair at this stage to be discussing Jamesy because you know, he's he's a senior pro, he's had his testimonial. He just shouldn't be picking you know, playing first team football. I know he's his contract and all that stuff, but I thought by now, you no. Know, not in this season, but I thought a couple of seasons ago by now James would be, you know, heading elsewhere, heading off to pasture, all that stuff. I've had a, a great career. So the fact that he's he's still getting picked to come on, he's always going to take that, uh, take that call. But it's just it's, it's time waits for no one. I've said it for weeks and weeks now. So I don't really have anything to say, but James, I think in two say it's a wee bit on the cruel side. Um on Yang, he's just got so much to learn. He's got great feet. But he needs to know when to release the ball. Um, he needs to know when to take his chances, take a shot instead of passing. Um, I thought his, his game awareness was decent. He was showing in the right places and, and supporting his, his teammates. So this is the frustration. You can see there's, there's something there. But you don't develop that into a guy by putting him on in really crucial games 90 minutes every time. You just bleed him in and you work on him in the in the training pitch. So it's all back to you, Hartlaw. Some
1: parameter, yeah. So, for example, the, the 20 odd minutes or maybe slightly longer can't quite remember that Yang got today is that the kind of game time that Yang should be getting, that Bernardo should be getting, that Tiago home should be getting? You know, these guys that we've brought in, if these guys are development players, then is that the way you need to treat them? But ultimately, because we're short at the moment, Yang's maybe played more games than, than we anticipated. Bernardo's in and out, Tiago home's in and out. This disjointedness, this disconnect that we've got just now, we've just—if you're signing project players and development players to an extent, there's a place for that, but there can't be nine of them, can there? Or, or eight of them? Or you know, however many you think we've signed at this moment in time, you need to balance that with the ready-made pros. And now's not the show for that, right? Well, you know, happy to cover Celtic's win today and, and the positives of that, but you you are seeing more of the product of the summer window every
2: time we take to the park. You can't make nine subs, you know. Those guys should all be on the bench coming in and getting bled in. And then when you come in for a consistent 20 minutes, you know, two, three, four weeks, and you're showing that you're improving the team based on the guy you replaced, then you start to get the start and you work on it that way rather than just saying, you're a centre mid, I'm desperate. And you get, it's, 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 we all know why we are where we are. And it's nothing to do with the team. It's nothing to do with the players. It's nothing to do with Rodgers. Not nothing. They've all got their part to play, but we know where the fault lies. Yeah,
1: um, just quickly as well, before we get into the second half and, and the goals and all the good stuff, or some of the good stuff, um, you've got this situation again for the, the sub. I'm just going to read out the sub's bench actually because um, it didn't make for great reading at all. Um, with every respect, so you've got Scott Bain, James Forrest, Mikey Johnson, Quan back on the bench, O, Tony Ralston, Dave Turnbull, Stephen Welsh, and Yang. We were chatting, I was heading into the game with my dad and Kush, and we were chatting about. What do you do if Celtic are chasing the game and need a goal today? You know, for nothing each for a long spell, even find yourself a goal down, which wouldn't be out the blue the way Celtic have been playing. Who's your game changer? Do you throw on and hope for the best? Is it Mikey Johnson? Is it Forrest? Is it Young? Just a lack of inspiration. Several defenders amongst the, the bench as well. And also like, this, this pattern emerging that Mike Navrocki and Lager Bielka Cannot get in ahead of Stephen Welsh, for example, on the subs bench. It's all over the place, isn't it? Like Today's good. Getting the win today is huge. Hopefully we do the same against Indian Boxing Day, and then we can prep for the big one on the 30th. But you can't paper over the cracks that there's some real nonsense going on within Celtic squad.
2: Yeah, we'll give home a pass. I think he had an illness um, that kept him out during the week. But, you know, on paper you're looking at is Quan now better than home. You know, that's that's your initial reading, but if phones getting on, it's fair enough. Um I think he was really looking to to Yang to be that guy. You know, when it was kind of frustrating. Livy at 2-0 down going even more deep, which is just something else, man. What he's just trying to avoid getting a doing, because it doesn't really matter, you'd be as well as to have a go. You get some big lumps there, get the ball up the pitch. Um and I think he said to Yang, go and see if you can unlock defences, and to a degree he did that. So the answer to your question is not a good one. Yang was the answer, to who you looked yeah. to for inspiration. And that's
1: that's not the answer we're looking for at this moment in time. You're right about Levy, by the way. 2-0 down, I watched the guys, it's Scotty Pittman, we Scotty Pittman that David Martindale always refers to. Wasting time at 2-0 down. The, the life of a Levy player must be a misery. Um, and I understand yeah. there's financial stuff at play, but there's guys in there that can actually play ball. They've got some decent footballers. they yeah. a young midfielder, Stephen Kelly, that I quite like. I think he's X-Rangers. So Um, but doesn't seem to feature just now and and there's various others but it's not good the way they approach football and they're bottom of the table for a reason and and we'll, we'll see how that plays out by the end of the year
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America you don't just go for a road trip you ATV and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new you repel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
1: We're jumping about a bit, so let's get back on track. So, half time, you're just back on, and it's 1 0 Celtic. And it's a goal that Kyogo's been crying out for. I think it's his first goal in 12 games, James. He's ninth of the season. And it's a a real poacher's goal, it's a real striker's goal. It's the whole cross come shot thing from Palma. I think it was going wide, uh, and I think Kyogo's done well to divert it. But goal aside, you could see the the release of tension on him, couldn't you? You could see what it meant to him. He's usually scores his goals, and he's kind of the happy wee guy, and he does the the different celebrations. It was just a, a release for him today.
2: Yeah, and I think you know we were talking pre-match that this was the game for it. You know, I thought he would have get I said put him down for two, um, a couple of was as well, seeing hat tricks and stuff. But I think everyone felt a goal was coming for him. You know, because he's always there. He's he sniffed around. He should obviously have scored before that, but it's great work from Palmer. <laughs> In the nicest way possible, he's used, absolutely used Greg Taylor to say, you go down that line and I'll pretend I'm going to give it to you and I just won't, you yeah. know. And Taylor's you know, done a good uh, job in making that run, you know, diverting maybe two defenders, I think, which just opens up this big space. So, palmer the, uh, and it was a cross come shot, but it, you know, for that that's by luck or design probably designed, because it doesn't really matter, you don't need to score, you're looking for the goal to spill it, or you're looking for one of your strikers to be there, or you crack into at the top corner yourself, and Kyogo's just there, where he should be, and he's watching his line, and he beats the offside trap so well, defender kind of helps him out, to be fair, the defender was drawn towards Taylor, which is drawn towards the line, which creates a bigger gap for Kyogo, and there he is, acres of space, no chance of offside, and it was, it was sheer relief from him, you know, obviously joining the goal, but then after that, you could just see the kind of... The weight lifting off him, so that, that sets him up well. That's taking the monkey off his back, and hopefully, can get into Tuesday and get a couple of goals there. And then, obviously, get into next week. Yeah, the, the run you mentioned by Taylor, he
1: should be making it every single time. Paddy's yeah. been crying out for this, and his yeah. Paddy's defense of Louis Palma is that Louis Palma's been nullified to an extent that he's not had that you know left back overlapping or or giving him alternative option. Because sometimes when Taylor makes that run, he should be getting it. And sometimes, like the first goal today, Palmer should use that as the the decoy, cut inside and do his thing. And Palmer's got that kind of wicked delivery, hasn't he? You know, he, he puts a bit of pace and a bit of spin on things, and it, it's worked out like it should do for Celtic. If we've got this wide guy who's seemingly encouraged to come in at different times, then when you do come inside, you need to get your shot away or get some sort of delivery into the box. Kyogo's been first to react, and it's been as we you know agreed there, it's been a, a real relief for him just to get that goal. And hopefully that does now spur him on. We've seen him score a couple of good goals at Den's Park before. He scored, I think, a double on his first season up there, a couple of really good strikes. uh, And hopefully he can get there with a bit of confidence. But a goal of any sort today is, you know, what Keogh was crying out for. I think in terms of assists, that was Palmer's seventh and eighth today. So we'll get to the second in in just a minute as well. So despite the fact that he's not putting in a 90-minute performance at this moment in time, He's having an impact. I, I kept saying about Mikey Johnson. If Mikey Johnson's got to come in the team, you need to clock up numbers. You need to get goals and assists because that's what people, particularly your manager, take notice of. And even though Pam was not giving you a complete performance, he's ultimately walked away with man of the match there today in the two assists. So fair play to him. Uh, the second goal, James Celtic are not famed for their goals from corners, um, but we've got one today. And Liam Skills, I thought, I had a couple of moments in the first half that weren't great, but I thought he was very good in the second half and really pleased overall for him to get a goal. I know he scored for Celtic before uh, during An's time, but it was good for him to kind of cap off this recent run of games by getting a really important goal for us.
0: I
2: mean, I, th- I think first half he was relatively frustrating, but I thought the second half he was excellent. You know, he was mopping up, you know, he was very clinical in his passing the second half and the first he kind of just one eye of the park for nothing kind of thing so there's there's rawness in his game roughness in his game and i think that to a degree will always be there but the, the goal and, and for himself the confidence and the boost and almost a reward as well because he's, he's been playing very well and putting in such effort so it's great for him to get you know, on on the end of some goals as well Car Vickers could have been himself a couple of times too um but yeah and to get it so quickly after the first that the game's dead the second is so important when you're playing a team like Levy with such a block because they would take that 1-0 all the way to the 80, 70th, 88th minute and then just fling the kitchen sink at it. At 2-0, that's not going to happen. They're just looking to stop the doing. So it was a really crucial goal and great for the big man to get it.
1: Yeah, so that, that's 51 minutes in the clock. And as much as you know, you'd know, you have liked to see a third, a fourth, and for your prediction particularly, a fifth goal, it, it just takes the weight off. Um, had it been 1-0 up to 75, 80, 85 minutes, that wouldn't have made for, for fun viewing at all. And you've seen that Livy get a, a free kick. They, they didn't attack much at all. Jo, Joe Hart, I don't know if you clocked it, but Joe Hart was playing about with the spare ball uh, behind the goals to keep himself busy. <laughs> it was just, he had next to nothing to do in that second half. But Livy did get a free kick at one point, fairly late in the game and, and nothing came of it. But they're always capable. And had they got something that made it 2-1, you would have still been a wee bit there, going into the final phase. But, yeah, generally speaking, because they offered so little, the game has effectively done it at 51 minutes. And the only slight disappointment, and it's no biggie, is that Celtic didn't just kind of top things off with a third goal. Uh, we've made the subs that we've mentioned. We've covered a couple of them, but O comes on at the same time as Yang, and it's for Kyogo, and it's for Palma. What do you think of O? Didn't get too involved, didn't get too many touches. had a decent header. Um, what part has he got to play in the,
2: the coming weeks? I mean, he's he's got to be crucial, you know, between now and the the Asian Cup. Um, he did a cracking shot, to be fair, that starting the goalie's palms as well. Um, yeah. And I think we could have done better with the um, with the rebound. You know, we should been more sharp there. I think it's maybe fair to Jamesy. Um, and yeah, he was unlucky he with his header. Good save for the goalie. So it could be something where you know I can really um, game cap and goal there. He's he's a player for me that is nowhere near the level. Nowhere near the level we need to be at. And I'm not saying he can't get there, but he's not there just now. And let's see if we can develop him. Um, but, you know, you back him. You certainly back him in time he's on. I think he tries hard. Um, he's physical, so there's a wee bit of that. You know, he can get about that kind of defence at corners and stuff. So, uh, I I'd like him to be better than he is, but uh, he, he frustrates me. And it's not his fault, because he's, he's playing... Uh, He's playing a volume of football that he shouldn't be. He's a, he's a development player for me. Long way to go. Yeah, I'd like him to be better than he is. You could say that for... Same, same for
1: myself. I would <laughs> say myself. World, but... Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like myself to have been better than what I was. Um, I, I'm somewhere along those lines. Over though, I think he's got something to offer. He, he do you know what? He, he should at the moment he's Celtic's second striker, right? He's the backup striker at the Kyogo. He should be third or fourth choice striker. Yeah, in a, in a positive sense, he should be allowed to develop behind a couple of season pros. Kyogo's what, 28, 29? Um, Celtic should have someone else. Even just, it's just a small thing. I was looking at the back of the programme today and it's got like your kind of various kind of team lineups and all that stuff on the back. And Celtic have got a number eight in Kyogo. And at this moment in time, Celtic Football Club don't have a number nine or a number 10. It goes from Kyogo eight to Lealabada 11. And I know that's a small thing. I know the modern game is very different with numbers, but. It shows how light we are in terms of genuine striking options. Um, I was chatting yesterday or last night to Anthony Joseph from Sky Sports in an episode which will go live tomorrow, uh, Christmas Eve. And we were chatting just about Celtic striking options. And uh, this whole thing about, yeah, but Maeda can also play number nine. And if needed, Palmer can also play up front. I don't want guys who can do a couple of jobs and are utility men, you know, Phil Neville type footballers, as I call them, you need guys who are specialist strikers. Kyogo is a striker all day long. O might become one of those guys and there's a gap in between at this moment in time. And Celtic need to, they need to bolster the ranks, particularly a game like today. That's a game that would be perfect to bring on a... I hate keeps keep going back to Amakis, but somebody like Amakis, a good quality, reliable striking option where you throw him on at 2-0 and, oh, and there's every chance that he goes and makes it 3 or 4 in your game's put to bed. With O... At this moment in time, you just don't know entirely what you're going to get from him. I think, as I said, he's got something to offer. You're absolutely right that you know the strike they got away was you know had a bit of something behind it. He's unlucky with the header, but he's still developing as a young guy and he would benefit from having Kyogo and someone else to learn from. But anyway, uh, like a lot of the stuff we covered during these games, it's it's bigger picture stuff, and we'll see how that plays out in January and beyond. Uh, David Turnbull is the last sub he comes on with about 10 minutes to go for Bernardo I was chatting about David Turnbull I don't know if we caught a bit about the pre-match about the fact that he's now about to go into the the final months of his contract and the priority for David Turnbull is not getting injured and that's no slight on him as a guy that's just the position he finds himself in just now and I don't know I'd rather someone else if we had a better option came on than a guy who's protecting himself to an extent
2: is Quan that bad? Aye. Is the answer
1: aye? <laughs> Maybe. But but you know what? We don't know. Quan is
2: the mystery, man. But you know what I mean? If, if you're going to get a... I'm not going to use any disparaging terms because Turnbull just finds himself where he is and any player would do the exact same thing in his position, particularly with you know a really rough injury record that he's had and the recovery that he's had. So I don't blame him at all. But yeah, you're going to get nothing from him. It was like just be choo-choo train safety, just like run up the wing, run across the way, give it to a guy, did not there, not put myself in any bother. Could have gone for one or 50 to be the goal at the end, didn't, maybe that's why. You know, if you'd be putting his, yourself in a dangerous position to go for that one from Taylor. And yeah. and you, you, know, your theory um covers that. So my question is, if you're not going to get anything from him, and if he's not gonna take chances, and why should he, then can you afford to take that chance on? Putting them in, you know, what if it's this time next week, and it's the last fifteen, and we need something that's won each the last ten minutes. You know, can you bring them on? You can't. So what's the point in doing against Levy? Bit short window stuff, maybe. Don't know, but it, it, it's pointless bringing them on. Just everyone work together to the best end. If it's you know Pastors new for Turnbull, then let's you know find them. He's move. Let's find it in January. Let's get a couple of Bob in, take it off the wage bill, work positively to a, to a good end. There's just no point of another four or five months of this. Yeah. I don't think it's Celtic's responsibility to put somebody like Turnbull
1: in the shop window. Ultimately, given the the status of his contract, you're not going to get much for a guy like David Turnbull. Um you're, you're probably not going to the money yeah. that Celtic paid for him either. There was there was another fifty fifty, I don't know if you missed it. it was out near the, the North Stand, I don't know, five minutes to go. And he had a chance to go smash an attack of a guy and he doesn't take it. And I can make my peace with that, kind of, at 2 0 against Livy. If that's the blood and thunder on next Saturday, um, it's not acceptable. You, what you're going to need is everybody to a man, the 11 that start and the guys that get involved off the bench, to just begin in 100%. I don't mean steaming in and making stupid, rash tackles, but you need to be fully committed to that game to give yourself any chance of getting the positive result in the three points. And I, I, again, I, I, I do defend them by saying it's human nature, but David Turnbull probably can't, his head probably won't allow him, particularly given he's. A- injury situation as well and David Turnbull would maybe approach and maybe I'm doing him a disservice but this is what I think David Turnbull might approach this one next week if he's given an odds from the starter off the bench and give you 92, 96, 95% something like that which isn't enough it's just not anything less than than your everything isn't acceptable in this game next week (laughs) but again it just comes back to where Celtic have strengthened or not The Brendan Rodgers maybe feels that in the closing stages of this game at 2-0 up he can't turn to Quan. He can't rely on quan at this moment in time, even though he's just been signed in the summer. So instead of turning around to the guy that's been brought in, he has to go back to the well to David Turnbull, who's in all likelihood seeing out his Celtic career. And it's just one of a number of imbalances we've got across the board. And people can comment on what Brendan Rodgers is and isn't doing, and, and rightly so at times. There's no doubt he's been hamstrung by some of the,
2: the squad options that he's got available to him. Yeah, I mean just focusing on the midfield situation there. So we knew the midfield needed to be improved. So we signed three midfielders, and none of them are, you know, Bernardo's there or thereabouts. Holmes not getting his game, Kwan's not, not getting his game. I mean, that just goes straight back to recruitment and saying, what are you playing at? The fact that we've got defensive centre mid on the bench there in Kwan that hasn't shown anything that he, he could let McGregor go and you'll know, play in an eight position when a while a is out. The big hope for next week has to be. That they're working really hard and getting a lot of fit for that one because that, that changes our game entirely. Um, but if it's not, then you're looking at it the same as today. And then if Bernardo's tying on 70 minutes whatever, what's the option? <laughs> uh, it can't be Turnbull in a game like that, especially if it's a crucial point in the game. I don't know. It's just... We haven't got the bleeping machine here, so I'll not be swearing.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't think it could be Turnbull. I'm also not
1: convinced that Bernardo's the man for that the blood and thunder that that game brings. Right. And yeah. like you, I'd love it to be a water, but we're not hearing anything. We're not, we're not getting much, yeah. by way of injury update there. And I'd love to see him pop up against Dundee, meaning that he's in the running or in the reckoning for, for Saturday against Rangers. Um, let's look at the bigger picture. So obviously the game plays out. it's Listen, Celtic, very worthy winners. There's no doubt about that. And I suppose, you know, let, let, let's try and find the positives like we generally um, try and do. Clean sheet. Line share of possession, created several chances. Kyogo gets his goal. A uh, couple of assists for uh, for Louis Palmer. Generally speaking, there's lots of good stuff. But Celtic now need to take that on another. The first thing to do today was get the three points. We now need to go to Dens Park and win, but win well, don't we? We need to take some confidence into next up. Other. The game though.
2: There'll be a heavy patch obviously that their game is off today against Aberdeen Waterlogged, So. Yep. Pinch will still be heavy, I don't see any sunshine in the next couple of days. Uh, Tony Dock, very experienced guy, will know exactly what he needs to do to give himself the best chance. So we're we'll probably coming up against a, a fair amount of um, block then as well. So it's how we unlock it. But yeah, it's it's crucial that we do. Um, but you've now got that. That was a big confidence win, and particularly confidence win with QO scoring. So you take that into the next game and you just really push it, because we've got to be high tempo in that, as we were today. So, yeah, I'm I'm very positive about that. And then it, seeing how we set ourselves up for next week. Yeah. Did you catch any of Brendan Rodgers post-match? I heard them briefly in the back. Yeah, bank. Yeah. But what's the
1: Most general it, yeah. What's What's his take on it?
2: I just felt, you know, particularly the first half, they didn't get the goals that their play merited. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd started well, did what he asked them to do, you know, high tempo, high chance creation, um, didn't get their goals that, uh, that they wanted. And then he just, he said half time, so he just had to remind them to you know, keep doing what they're doing. There was no rockets and stuff like that. He was a bit of boon at half time. So I thought it was harsh. Yeah. yeah. I, I can understand it, but I also think it's harsh. There's 90 minutes in a game and it wasn't like Kilmarnock and it wasn't like uh, Hearts. It was totally different. So mm, that's just my thoughts on it. But yeah, Brendan, was, he was. Relatively happy at half time, it was just a matter of taking your chances, and then obviously, you know, it, it runs out as he'd instructed them to do it in the second half, and, and the job's done. Yeah, I hope we don't fall into the habit
1: of being that team that booze at half time if you're not winning two and three nil. Oh. I get it when you're two nil oh down to hearts last week, and there's a bit of tension there, and, and that's fine. Less so today, nothing each, plenty of time to go. And, and at a time when the team needs your backing, you know, and I thought the support were good today, and I thought the, the Green Brigade made a huge difference, and the boys in the opposite corner were doing their bit as well, but there's been a call for unity, you know, it's Brendan Rogers who's spoken pre-match yeah. yesterday, Friday, and that, that's been the, the order of the day, let's, let's get together now, we've got a crucial period of games here before this winter break, and let's spend it together, and yeah, I thought, it, it was just far, far, there's a time in football for Boone, I thought, Half time, each no. against Levy. for me wouldn't have been the, the right time at all. Um, James, your final comments, and also I'm just thinking if the game's on against Indian and I think San Fran or somebody's mentioned that it might be off duty weather, so we need to watch that space. Yeah. If the game's on, uh, when are you and I getting together for a pre match? Because Santa's coming and there's some busy days, so let me know your uh, your diary uh, at the moment or offline if you like. And uh, any final comments. And any final comments about this one today?
2: Just, it was absolutely crucial. Crucial to get a win today. And you know, David Martin, it was a hard time for from, from myself included because he turns out the worst brand of football you could ever hope to see. But he is where he is and he plays that game usually very, very well. And he set himself up to play that game well today and it was working for him until... Just those wee bits of magic made the difference. Um, the first goal and then and then the second. Palm obviously been uh, critical in those. So um, we got the three points that we absolutely needed. We got a Kyogo goal. We got a bit of confidence. We showed sure we can play football. You know, I think there's a wee bit of a temptation of the players to to believe the negativity without looking at the positive stuff they've done this season as well. You know, turning into a, a commanding lead in the league. Playing good football against decent op- you know European opposition. So you need to kind of look back on those things as well as the mistakes you've made and take it in the round and then get back to the the level you can get to. And I think they they put their first foot on that road today and, and took a step towards getting back to their very best. So, you know, delighted with it overall. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got got to now kick on to the next one. So
1: that was the first of four really important games. All going well. Boxing day game will go ahead against Dundee. Then it's Rangers in the 30th, and then is it is it man on the second or third second, i've not even looked at 2024 james but that's the last that's the fourth uh of four really important games but at the moment celtic are back uh to and ways which is the main thing we've got that five point gap at the top of the table and let's see what the next couple of games bring uh, thanks to james for joining me today thanks as always to everyone who's joined us on the youtube live especially for the comments um if you are watching on youtube please be sure to like and subscribe if you listen to the podcast, please follow and review us wherever you do so. As mentioned, I had a good chat with Anthony Joseph, Sky Sports News transfer expert, so we had a good conversation last night. That'll go live tomorrow, which is box, uh, Christmas Eve at 10 in the morning, so that's what I look forward to. But in the meantime, for myself and James, thanks to you all for tuning in, and we'll see you again very soon.
0: Network.